This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490. WDAN, in case you didn't know it, there's some frost out there, people. <laughs> The the Boltons had a little surprise this morning, so but we got here and we're fine. And thank you to uh, Wilbur for <laughs> schlepping outside in his bathrobe to uh, scrape my window. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, whatever it takes, we we try to bring you newsmakers. Anyway, we're here and uh, happy to have with us Nathan Lindstra, who heads the Hope Center. Um, it's a it's a program uh, based at Fair Oaks, correct? Yes, ma'am. And uh, good morning, and thank you for being here. Yeah, all you're frosty. <laughs> glad to glad to be here. Um, tell us about the Hope Center. What is it? How did it come to be? Uh, and what is its mission? Sure. Well, thank you again for having me this morning. Uh, Hope Center is located in Fair Oaks, and we have a good partnership with the Vermilion Housing Authority. They've given us great space to utilize there for our ministry and actually some new space as of April that oh, we've really? moved into that's bigger and Good. a greater um, uh, greater space to utilize for our programs with kids. So it started in 2007 actually. It's kind of an outreach out of Connection Church and then in 2017 the Housing Authority gave us our own space. In 2018 I came on full-time over the Hope Center so it's just kind of snowballed and grown over the years with a a little thing here and there to <laughs> full-time programs year-round. So we do after-school programs during the school year and a lot of different programs during the summer like day camp, vacation Bible school, soccer camp. Our Christmas store is coming up for parents and families in December. So, okay, a lot of people do programs, but what is your mission? What is the point of view? Sure. <laughs> and, I might, and I might say your wife because you are both full-time into uh, into making the Hope Center a reality. So sure. tell me your mission. Tell me what drives you. Why do you do this? So a big part of what we do is, is relational. We want to build relationships with kids, youth, and families in and around Fair Oaks and help them to achieve their, their God-given potential that we believe they all have. God's given them gifts, talents, abilities. We want to help them recognize that and then utilize it uh, to their fullest potential in life. And amen to that. <laughs> As everyone knows, that's my current uh, soapbox. Uh, we're not recognizing that in too many different ways that we've got to start we've got to start focusing on. We've got to make these kids believe they have potential. So that said, when it first started, uh, was it, you know, one of those things y'all at the at the at connection were sitting around talking we need to help kids and boom there it was. How did this unfold? Well, it really probably came out of my passion for, um, I had I had lived on a Native American reservation for a couple of years. Oh, really? I did not know that. Which one? From 04 to 06, Fort Berthold. It's in western North Dakota. Okay. So I had really had a passion for um, cross-cultural ministry. I'm, I'm white. And um, I'd lived there for a couple of years and came back to Danville and really wanted to do something similar. Um, and God had just placed upon my heart the Fair Oaks uh, neighborhood. And um, it just started with helping out with um, 
an instructor from Lakeview was doing some classes with parents and needed some help with childcare. And myself and some other people helped out with that. And then it just kind of grew from there. Wow. So, so take us back to that first time when you, when you finally created the Hope Center and sure. got it up and running and you opened up the doors and you stood there and welcomed those first kids who came in. How is that? What was that like compared to what it's like today? How have you grown and evolved? What have you learned? So we had kind of helped with, uh, there was already a bit of an after-school program going on there. Yes, it there was, was. It was primarily just um, academics and tutoring, um, homework assistance. But when we um, started 2017, 2018, around there, um, it was exciting to be able to open our doors, have our own own space. So we still do and prioritize academic assistance, homework help, academic enrichment, but it's grown where we um, are more holistic with, we wanna have um, a spiritual component, social, emotional. My wife is a, a licensed social worker, so she's good with the social, emotional aspect there. We try to do crafts and um, play, play with the kids, like healthy play with toys, games, sports, that kind of stuff where they're up and moving around. So physical, spiritual, emotional, social, all aspects. For those of us who are blessed enough that we don't have to face those issues every day, talk to me a little bit about what makes a child different um, that grows up in an, in a socioeconomically challenged uh, environment. You know, we often think of the most obvious things like, well, maybe they just don't have enough food, so we'll send them to the food pantry. We'll <laughs> fix it that way. Uh, maybe they just aren't doing well in school, so we'll tutor them and we'll fix it that way. Um, we always want to find a fix to make it okay. What I think we don't always recognize is that we're talking about children growing up in an environment that really creates um, a daily dose of trauma one mm. way or the other. And, and that's not something you fix with the easy button. Yes. So um, first... I want to say that we don't uh, view ourselves as the ones who are trying to fix yeah, anybody. Yeah. That was a poor or, choice of words, but you know what? Or I mean. any yeah. or anything. No, you're correct. You're correct. But you understand what I'm talking God about. God is that's, the one who fixes our, people. Yeah. So that's our mindset. Big, we, we always want to fix it. A big yeah. thing that we, like I think I mentioned earlier, is relationships. We want to come alongside people, not like thinking that we're better than anyone else or that I'm going to fix you or save you, but we want to come alongside people in life love them, accept them where they are, who they are, and uh, I mentioned it earlier, but help them recognize that they do have gifts, talents, and abilities that they can utilize in all kinds of different ways in life. And so our, our job, our calling is to, is to come alongside them as friends, as people who love them and accept them, and then help call that out and then help them to develop and grow that and really empower them to, um, to utilize uh, or to, to recognize and put into practice their, their potential that they have. And, and that's what I meant. It's just sure. that we as a no, society want to fix everything. No, I get that language. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't. I mean, we do. We shy away think, from that at the Hope we Center. Just, we just do this and this and this, and then everything's fixed and right. everybody's okay. And it's, that's not the case. 
But it's the trauma that concerns me because it seems to me from talking to so many different folks uh, over domestic violence and violence in general this past month, mm. uh, there is a common theme here with uh, our tendency toward violence and that that's really related to an existence of more trauma than we ever really acknowledge. It's mm. not just, you know, we can't dismiss this and say, well, it's just Fair Oaks. It's not. There's some serious trauma going on that's really affecting our kids. Yeah, and I would say it's a national thing. I did, yeah, a, I would too. There's a bit Absolutely. of a there's a bit of a, a culture of violence that's national across the across the United States, and it's in all communities, at all levels. I feel like, and it's a serious, <laughs> it's a very serious issue for sure. And like you said, kids grow up experiencing that, hearing about school shootings and you name it, shootings in neighborhoods. It has a, it has an impact on uh, on their mindset and how they approach life because if that's what you see that's what you do right and yes. that's that's what you have to, <laughs> seriously that's what you have to change we're going to go to break and then come back and talk a little bit more about what uh, what the kids are experiencing and what their needs are uh, in just a moment on newsmakers 1490 wdan 1490 wdan Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDA and Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with me, Nathan Lindstra from the Hope Center at Fair Oaks and uh, talking about uh, this this uh, program organization that's been in place for a few years now. Four yeah, or five formally years. anyway, yeah, for formally. four or five years, but yeah, in and, existence uh, prior. So essentially you work with kids after school. Tell right. me about how it works. Tell me the... Sure. So... During the school year, which is right now, we have an after-school program uh, Monday through Thursday. And our kindergarten through fourth grade group is from 2.30 to 4.30. And then from 4.30 to 5.30, we have mostly middle school-aged kids. That's a little bit smaller. Our elementary group is really active. and Oh, really? Good. Yes. We have about 20 kids. Can't get them early enough. Have about 20 kids every day, and we've got a wait list because there's so much interest in our in our program. So Good. there's definitely a need in our area for that. Well, that's the thing that makes me so frustrated because I think too often we're too anxious to toss kids to the side mm. because it's too complicated to help them figure out where they need to go. Right. I know it's not easy. Sorry. Life isn't. <laughs> uh, but but every one of these kids has some potential. You just we just have to figure out what that is and be there to kind of help them go in that direction. Not force them, but just say, okay, you can do this. Go for it. Because I don't think my personal belief, which I'm just angry about, <laughs> is I don't think a lot of our kids even believe they have potential or can do anything. You told me a long time ago when you were on. <laughs> This show that for the majority of your kids, they didn't believe their future was anything but jail or dead. And I've never forgotten that. And I haven't seen that anything but true hmm. as time has gone on. Yeah, there there are definitely some challenges with um, some of our kids. But as we were chatting earlier, um, 
I wanted to mention that it's an opportunity as well. There are challenges, but that presents an opportunity. And um, we definitely don't want to just push kids to the side. Um, sometimes we need to send kids home, but we want that to be a last last resort. And we'll talk to the parent if we do have to do that. And we want to give kids chances and chances and chances. Like if they get sent home one day, we say, well, you can come back tomorrow. And kids do. They come back tomorrow. <laughs> they do. They, do. they um, because Hope Center is a loving, accepting place, and um, yeah, we don't want to just push kids to the side. Which unfortunately, it does happen sometimes that they just get thrown off or um, pushed pushed out of the way. Yeah. Well, again, and if you don't believe in yourself, you don't think anything's going to happen, so you don't fight that hard, and you're, that's just a human. Or if other people aren't believing in yeah, you, yeah. right? Yeah, because um, kids know that stuff. Yes. They really do. So we want to try to always affirm affirm kids. We have different sayings that we do, like, I am a child of God, I am loved by God, I am a champion, I am a leader. Like, these are things that we have. We do, like, call and response with the kids and try to do it almost daily to try to get it in their head that they are special, yeah. that they are loved, that they are champions. Talk to me about social skills and the... The challenges, uh, as I, as you and I were talking before we went on air, I've always uh, used the analogy with kids coming to school or uh, whatever that they're dragging little red wagons full of issues from home, and it seems like today those wagons are just overflowing and and just stuff has just fallen off all over the place because our kids don't just get up, have breakfast, get dressed, and go to school, and life is okay. Our kids live in a different world now. And so what are you seeing? What about their social skills, their ability to deal with uh, deal sure. with conflict? Because that's a big issue right now. Right. So social skills is not my forte necessarily. My wife is better, and some of, my, <laughs> some of our volunteers are better in that realm. I try to do my best and learn from learn from them but yes we do try to try to model and practice peaceful um conflict resolution when there's problems like one of the things we say is at the hope center we live at peace and so that's one of the big things that we emphasize that we're not going to fight we're not going to argue push each other around cuss each other out but we're going to apologize when we make a mistake we're going to forgive we're going to try to live at peace and one of the things that we've been talking about this year is we're a team. This is the Hope Center team, <laughs> like using the language of team or family. Like we got to be there for one another and get along with each other because we're here every day together. And we're if, on a sports team, you got to get along with each other. You're going to lose, right? Like yeah. if you're fighting with your teammates, you're probably not going to win. So we got to try to get together and work together as a team so that we can be successful. What's the level of violence you're seeing in kids today as compared to maybe four or five years ago when you started? <laughs> oh, that's hard to quantify. Um, honestly, it's probably about the same. Um, the same, same Well, I'd level. rather hear that than it's worse, <laughs> so I'm okay with you saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's something that's just hard to, hard to quantify, especially with, with younger kids. Um, I mean, we do have kids that are fronting with each other, and they're trying to posture with each other like we're going to fight but really at the hope center we don't have much physical f 
physical fighting or physical violence. It's very rare that we really need to um, get kids apart. Like we can usually stop it before it gets to that point. Like we can see that kids aren't getting along or someone said something to each other. So we'll just, we'll get them apart from each other and try to talk to them and resolve it. I mean, out in the community, we can't do much sure. about that. But in our context, we do a good job of controlling that and keeping it before it gets to a place of um, fighting with one another. One thing for people to understand is it's really just you and your wife and volunteers. So talk about that a little bit. How is What's the challenges of that? Well, <laughs> it stretches our time. Uh, our time gets stretched out for sure that we're always hopping and moving. Um, we have talked about trying to hire at least one or more um, part-time staff to help with that. Um, it's manageable right now, but there are days when <laughs> yeah, sure. we could definitely use a few more, a few more people there. So, uh, what kind of what, who do you want as a volunteer? What do you when you're talking about volunteers? What does that mean? Sure, um, our biggest need is really from two thirty to four thirty Monday through Thursday with uh, the elementary age group. So, people who um, love kids and really want to invest in in kids in our community and make a difference in their lives because you can young or old it doesn't matter you will have an impact if you love and accept the kids and come and it could be anything from tutoring or reading a book with a child to helping to lead a game or um, a craft activity whatever it is just being present with the kids um, having more adults there to be a role model, to have an influence on them. It, may, it does make an impact for sure. Absolutely. We're going to go to break, be back and talk more with Nathan in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Nathan Lindstra, who heads up the Hope Center at Fair Oaks, has for four or five years now, uh, which uh, was an organization that, or a program that came into being really through uh, Connection Church, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. And, uh, and with a mission of trying to help kids who are struggling with issues because so many of our kids are struggling. And uh, we can't we can't change lives and move them into the future until we can help them believe in themselves and give them the help they need. Um, exactly. So we were talking about volunteers. So your volunteers come in all shapes, sizes, and ages, <laughs> and and uh, it's because they care about the kids. Yes, yes, it is. May I share the story I was sure. telling you about? So we have one lady that you, you but if you knew her, you wouldn't expect her to. Uh, be a person who serves in Fair Oaks. She's about a 71-year-old white lady, and she's been helping us for about three or four years now. And the kids love her. She loves the kids. And um, we couldn't do it without her, actually. She's one of our heroes. And, um, yeah, she makes an impact. Well, and as, as we were talking about, uh, she does because she cares. And the kids right. know that because kids aren't stupid. No, they're not. <laughs> we really need to <laughs> They know that. if someone really yeah. cares or not we, or if they're just playing them or we need what to, have we you. We need to uh, <laughs> stop thinking that. But So let's talk for a minute about your funding. How do you sure. exist? Well, we, we get money from a variety of sources, as other organizations probably do as well. So we have um, 
quite a few individual donors. We have churches that are partners with us financially as well as in other ways. We have businesses and other community organizations that support us and we get grants from time to time as well that help help fund us. Well, and you said you actually got more, Jackie had, was able to free up more space out there. So yes, you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got a good environment. I mean, how much space do you space. have? What do you, what do you have? Um, I have no idea how much square footage we have, but the class, what I'll say, our classrooms have um, a lot more space than we had at our previous location, which enables us to spread out more and good. have more kids, more office space, more storage space, and then we can use the community room regularly, oh, which is good. awesome because it functions like a small gym for us where we can sure. have the kids run around and do relay races and other activities where they can get out some energy and uh, be active. So we, it's just awesome that we have this space out there. So if somebody is interested and curious about volunteering or donating... Um, how's the best way to reach you? Do you have a website, Facebook? Sure. What do you, what so do you, you have? can look us up on Facebook, Hope Center Danville. You can search and reach out to us that way. We also have a website that has our contact information on there as well, hopecenterdanville.org. Our phone number, email address, there's our contact form on our website. You can reach us through any of those ways. And for most people, it's just a couple hours, however often you could give it, right? Right, yeah, if it was once a week, once a month what have you, we'd be glad to have you come and serve and help out. Because like I said earlier, it's really about relationships and it's about having those connections with uh, the kids and the families that really makes an impact. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's like to, to work with these kids every day who may live in an environment that violence is the answer to everything that happens. Um, and so to get them to understand there are other ways and they have options. It's going to be an interesting challenge because their reality is their reality. Right. We call it the Hope Center for a reason because we believe that there is hope for anyone and everyone. And we try to emphasize that often that with God, there's always, there's always hope. There's always a future. It doesn't need to be a dead end, but there is a future out there for these kids, and we want to help them see that and then live into that. So you, uh, your success stories, that's got to be the, the thing that, you know, keeps you going. Those kids that stay in school and, and begin to believe they believe in themselves really is essentially what it's about. Right. That's got to be the thing that um, most it puts a smile on your face. Right. That is one of the things that motivates us, for sure. And we have had some success with kids doing doing well and then growing up and getting getting jobs or continuing their education after high school. Do you have days when you like, you're sitting on the side of the bed trying to figure out if this is really... If you, if, if you can do it one more day? I mean, honestly, just... Yes. Okay. Yes, there are, there are days when... I just want to we, show you're mortal. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, there are days that it's like, what are we what are we doing? And it's not just the success stories, but it's a calling that we believe God has on our life that really is a conviction to get up and to be faithful. At the end of the day, we just want to be faithful with the life that God has given to us and 
use our lives to the best of our ability as well with what God has entrusted to us. Well, the reality is, and we all know that, you can't save every child, but you can try. And yeah. if, you, if you don't try, then you haven't done anything, right? Exactly. <laughs> we just need to be faithful. <laughs> well, and you are you are climbing a mountain, and we uh, we appreciate every single one of those lives you touch. Well, thank you. And and help move forward because they're our future. They really are. Yes. Thanks so much for being here. We'll check in again Thanks with for you and me. see what's appreciate going it. on with you. Um, and again, you can go to their website or to Facebook for the Hope Center. And uh, you can you can donate, you can volunteer. Please, if you've got uh, got the inclination, please help. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Appreciate it. I'm happy to have you with us. All right, join us tomorrow. Brian Bretch will be with me. He's the communications head for Ameren. He'll be on Zoom. He'll be talking to us, I think, from St. Louis. And we're going to talk to him about a couple of big issues. So please join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490. WDAN, I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.